Hello, Mountain Brooks. Donald Clayton, principal at Mountain Brook Junior High. Great to be with you all today. I'm joined by Amanda Hood, our director of student services here at the central office, and principal of Brookwood Forest, Nathan Pittner. First time guest, Nathan Pittner. Glad to have you here today. Look, our our focus for this particular podcast is to talk about school culture. How do you build it? Why is it so important? And then also to just provide families, students with uh, some resources that are out there. Nathan, why don't you get us started? Uh, I know you guys have done a lot of work over your time at Brookwood Forest. Um, Why is school culture so important? Well, I appreciate you asking. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about something like culture on this uh, because it is so important to who we are as a school and who we are as a district, Mm -hmm. honestly. I think that last year... When school stopped, then there was conversation about, so what is the role of school, you know? And I do think we got the sense of there were some losses in academics, but I think even more, we got a really developing sense of what's lost socially mm-hmm. and what's lost uh, as a member of a community. And what does it look like to be a contributing member of a community and a family? And so, I think the elementary schools uh, do a lot to instill what that looks like. Um, If you had looked back several years ago and you were interviewing for a teacher job, someone might have asked you about what does discipline look like in the classroom. And I think that there's a place for a conversation like that. But instead, I think now we would much rather know how do you build community in a classroom and what does it look like not to define that from a negative space so much, but what does it look like to establish an identity for both your school and your students and what it looks like to participate in that. So I would give you a few examples. I know the elementary schools, I would think all the schools have really early conversations with students directly about what does it look like to to be a ranger Mm -hmm. at at Brookwood Forest and what are the things that we expect of each other. And we talk about things like showing up and standing up and speaking up and what that means in the context of being ranger ready every day in every way. And, you know, we'll hear sometimes parents say, I caught my my child in their room, like pretending to be you talking about that. And uh, I do the same thing. Well, who doesn't? (laughs) Come on. But but. Honestly, of the things that we want people taking, that's not such a bad day mm-hmm. for students to be talking about what does it look like to lift someone up? What does it, what does it look like to show up and be there for someone else? Mm-hmm. What does it look like to stand up not just for myself but for others and what we believe in? What does it look like to use our gifts to speak up and share that? And I, I don't think I would feel quite as comfortable talking about it if I didn't know that every single school in the district – wasn't making similar investments, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I don't want to give you the impression that that's unique to Brookwood Forest. Uh, we certainly do it better than everyone else. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but um, but I do know that that's happening throughout the district. And so building those relationships and talking about what does a really positive culture look like in all aspects, uh, not just what people see, but when people aren't looking What are the things that we're doing to help each other and the role of empathy? And we can just go a really long way with all of the things that we're trying to develop in students. But it has occurred to me increasingly, you know, there's a lot worse that you can take from school 
than seeing yourself as a part of a larger culture that does empathize with others and does lift each other up and yeah. um, and really creates that positively. Absolutely. One of the things that's amazing that you see at all of our elementary schools is, you know, each elementary school has created this identity, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it really permeates the community that surrounds that elementary school. And it's a really special thing. I mean, our our students, when they graduate from Mountain Brook High School, like they identify with where they went to school. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It is an amazing thing. And so when you talk about culture, it's, it's particularly at, with younger kids, it's not just a lesson that we teach or something that just happens in a classroom. It really oh, no. is amazing. Yeah. It's every little thing that happens in a school connects back to these guideposts that are important to that community. So that's an amazing thing that happens. And I know, Donald, at the secondary level, Mount Brook Junior High and Mount Brook High School are doing similar things. And you are working with kids at a different developmental age, really challenging ages. So talk to us about what that looks like at junior high and high school and how y'all continue to build on the work that the elementary schools have done to help build culture. Yeah, I think it does look considerably different for different reasons. The developmental is a big piece of it, but also we have them for far less time than in elementary school. Mm -hmm. You know, we have them for three years Mm -hmm. as opposed to the six or seven that you all have them uh, in elementary school. And I think what we have to look at in, in, in building the culture is getting something that uh, we need unity of purpose, but then we need uniformity in our actions in the mm-hmm. building. And so our uniform, our unity and purpose looks like what I talk about all the time. And some of you probably laugh when I even say it. We want to be the most welcoming school in America. I mean, that's our goal It's we feel like if kids can come in here and feel like this is their home, then they're much more likely to be able to learn. And so we do that by I think it's done by I think you build it by having adults who act those things out um, and you talk about it nonstop and you embed it in everything you do and you have programs and activities that just continue to just bring out the best in whatever your culture is that you're aiming for. I also don't, I think when you're looking at building it, I don't think you just start at, I don't think the principal, this is one thing I love about our district. I don't think the principal just says, this is what I want in a school right. um, culture. It, it comes from conversations at the district level and, and, and the whole area and then conversations in your own building with teachers and with students and with parents so that you have a good, it, it's a collective effort to build a culture. Mm-hmm. It's not just an individual. Um, but I think it looks like, you know, Nathan was talking about, it looks like a lot of different things as far as um, building it goes and, and making sure it's um, a major thread through your building. Mm-hmm. So, Amanda, tell us a little bit. We've talked about Nathan's Nathan's talked about why it's so important. We've talked a little bit about building it. What are the things we do to protect the culture of a building? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I mean, I I really do believe all the cultures in all of our schools are really strong. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's there's a strong identity. And um, one of the things that I know that I hear us talk about a lot in our school district is wanting people to feel comfortable because we know that if kids can come to your school building and be comfortable, they're going to learn more, they're going to interact more, they're going to be um, much more willing to, to put themselves out there and take a risk and maybe grow a little bit. And so we really value that as a, as a culture piece of our schools. Um, so I would tell you that the most important thing that we do is build relationships. I yep. know we talk about relationships all the time, um, but it really is the most important thing. And it's not just with administrators and teachers, but it's with students and students feeling comfortable reaching out if they need help Mm -hmm. or they just want to celebrate. 
Um, but it also extends our families and our communities. I mean, we know our families. We we know, you know, what's good. I, I know our families don't mind reaching out to us, right. you know, to kind of say, hey, great job on this. How can I help with this? Have we thought about? And that's one of the things that's so valuable um, and makes Mountain Brook so unique that it really is a collective. Mm-hmm. So if for some reason there is an issue at school, or somebody needs a little bit of support, we hope that students or parents or family will reach out and say, hey, can we talk? There is nothing that replaces a face-to-face conversation or an over-the-phone conversation. We want people to feel comfortable working with all of us working together. Now, that's different for every person and for every family. So for whatever reason, you know, we may find a situation where a student or a parent says, uh, I don't know if I just want to walk up to the school and have that conversation. Right. Or maybe it's sensitive. Um, and so we've heard that um, over the last several years. We've heard that from some of our students. And so one of the things that we started last year um, that was really worked really well was a reporting line. And you'll see the link to that on the front of all of our school websites mm-hmm. under resources for parents and students. There is a link there, um, and it will take you into class link. You just use your login to get in there. And it's a way for students or parents to communicate immediately with administrators and counselors if there is an issue going on. Um, We did have some reports that were made last year, and we were able to investigate those and follow up and intervene in some and hopefully bring some resolution. So when you talk about culture, protection of that culture and refinement of that culture is equally as important as building the culture mm-hmm. um, because we can't just take take it for granted, especially during a time where we're separated and we're mm-hmm. in the middle of this pandemic mm-hmm. and people are at home a little bit more than they have been. Social media plays a huge part in the in the lives of students. Mm-hmm. And so if something goes awry there, we want kids to be able to get in touch with us or reach out. So the reporting line is really designed for reports on three different things. One is bullying and harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, one is um, any type of self-harm. If a, if a child needs help, we've had students that have reached out and said, I need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And the third is if there is any type of threat concern, if something's happening on social media, if there is something that, you know, kids know faster than anybody right. what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're fooling ourselves if we think that we know what's <laughs> going on. They know what's going on. So we want to give them an opportunity to mm-hmm. be able to reach out to us. Um a report can be made confidentially or anonymously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really two very different things. Anonymously means exactly what it sounds like. We don't ask for your name, but there's also no follow-up because mm-hmm. we don't know who you mm-hmm. are. Right. Um, and so that does limit our ability to be able to follow up and in- investigate and do a more thorough job. Mm-hmm. A confidential report is we're going to ask you know, who you're, for your name and how you would like for us to follow up with you, mm-hmm. whether it's an email, a phone call, and it does enable us to be able to to kind of dig a little bit deeper into that situation. However, it is a promise that we're not going to release who that report came from unless we're legally, you know, we, we legally have to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen it work over the past year. Um, it's been a it's been a positive thing. Um, we we want to make sure that every student that walks into our building knows that the person sitting beside them and everybody in that building is working towards the same goal. And that's for people to be safe, people Mm -hmm. to lift people up, you know, to be kind and caring so that we can kind of all grow and reach all of our individual goals. Yeah. 
That's good. And I, that really dives well, Nathan, what you were talking about of what you guys do with being Ranger ready, of thinking about others around you. We've we've started dancing with that same thing at our school of, you know, I think our kids know why they come to school. And it, it's a it's a um, it's a means to an end. They're coming to learn. They're coming to get their education. Mm-hmm. And so we want that conversation to also be what about the people around you? Right. Mm-hmm. It, it matters. You don't just come here just to receive learning. That is majorly important. Um, but there's a piece to it of there's there's more to being in a community and we're in the ultimate community. Um, and I do know that those relationships matter an awful lot. Um, and so we're, we're very thankful to be in a setting where we have those and we have these resources. Uh, Mountain Brook, as always, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you all. Hope you are staying well and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks. Thanks.